are back with Jetstone and Gear and Gigs. So glad you guys can stop by today. It's kind of a special show. It's just me and Trey in the studio. Well, two separate studios doing some social distancing and coming to you guys to talk a little bit about offset guitars today, a topic that is super near and dear to Trey's heart. So he is going to be running the show, so to speak, and I'm just planning on being comedic relief. So welcome, Trey. Welcome back, as always. I mean, you got to start being comedic at this point. (laughs) The pressure is too much. Yeah. Up until this point, never been funny. This is now is the time. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Deja. No. (laughs) You're not supposed to run it ahead in your brain and get to the end, man. You're supposed to let it flow. I I knew. All right. So we've got a limited time today compared to some of our longer winded shows. So uh, we're going to let Trey dive right into offsets. As you can see, if you're watching the video, he's got a couple on either side of his head. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the Brady Bunch, <laughs> you and the offsets. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, anybody that knows me pretty well knows that this is kind of a passion of mine. And uh, I don't know when it happened. Uh, I just woke up one day and decided that they were not the ugliest things in the world and that I, I loved them very much. Ah. You know, played Les Pauls and Super Strats and, and everything for years and, and yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's because they're so ugly that I love it, or maybe it's because they're a bigger body and I'm, you know, I'm not kind of felt as I used to be and it hides it a little bit, but, and I just, I, I love them. They're way more comfortable than any other guitar that I've played, um, which was kind of the design and idea behind it in the first place Real that the offender yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. Do you have heroes that play offsets that you, you know, you're emulating in your mind or anything or? Uh, I mean, the first time I saw an artist that I like play a jazz master was um, the guitar player from Incubus, uh, Mike Einzer. I know I'm butchering, butchering that last name, but um, you know the the album um, that they did that was kind of a departure from the normal normal formula and everything. A crew left to the murder. Um, he used a jazz master on that and the follow-up album for that. And I just thought it was cool looking. It, it didn't really, that's not when I picked it up as kind of the thing that I liked, but I remember seeing that and going, oh man, that's kind of cool. And I'll file that away for later. Um, but, uh, you know, other than that, not, not really. Um, it just yeah. serves you ergonomically huh? and you think they're cool. But you, but yeah. Yeah. It, it just kind of was, was a way for me to find my own voice and, in guitar and definitely the first time I picked up a jazz master, it was the first time I went, Oh man, that's kind of what I've been looking for. Even though I didn't really know that that's what I wanted. Um, so I, you know, I found what I like. And so I dug in super deep um, as I do with things that I like and just kind of went down the rabbit holes as far as I can go. Um, and I love the Fender offerings, the, the uh, uh, Jaguar jazz master and Duosonic. Um, even some of the, the lesser known ones like the, uh, um, what was it? What was it called? The, I don't know. Cause it's lesser known. Oh man. Uh, and two humbuckers, um, which is, you know, kind of a, a, a taboo thing to, uh, jazz master and uh, offset purists, but, uh, tornado. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and the later the Starcaster semi-hollow is also an offset. I, I like those real well. Which uh, 
a bunch of different manufacturers kind of do a, a variation of, of different uh, offsets. Um, but in case people don't know what makes an offset or what doesn't, because there's, you know, the internet uh, can be kind of a persnickety place, but uh, technically an offset is where the waist of the guitar is uh, at an angle. So if you're looking at a guitar, like the one behind me, uh, if you draw a line between the uh, waist, it's actually angled. It's not completely uh, perpendicular to um, the main uh, kind of cross section of the guitar. So, you know, things like Jazzmasters, Jaguars, uh, or things like um, the Gibson Firebird is not technically, even though the angles are kind of wide, it's not technically an offset. Um, so it's not the outline, just to be clear, it's right. waist position and whether or not it's horizontal or vertical, depending on how you're holding the guitar. Right. And I mean, it can be subtle or it can be, you know, drastic and exaggerated. It just depends on the model. We will be doing a, a severely in-depth um, fender dive on offsets at some point in another show. But uh, for the for the sake of time today, just wanted to kind of go over the basics of everything, why I care and why you should care. Um, you know, the Jazzmaster was designed to kind of replace the Strat and Fender Slide. It just didn't take off like that. Um, and so, you know, in the early 90s, everybody started picking them up because they were cheap. And you know, guys like Kurt Cobain, uh, Sonic Youth, uh, a lot of the grunge era guys kind of made them super popular again. And now it's kind of a big deal again. Uh, you can't get them for super cheap like you could um, even really probably five, ten years ago. Uh, everybody kind of is hip to it again and, and uh, really likes it. But um, so today I wanted to go over, you know, Fender is awesome and I like them. Obviously I have one, um, but there's a ton of really awesome offset alternatives on the market. So I wanted to go over my top five and kind of dis discuss specs and different things that uh, some of these manufacturers offer. Top five non-Fender offsets. Yes. All right. So the first one I want to bring up is, um, if you're familiar with a Jazzmaster, it's kind of big and uh, 25 and a half inch scale versus a Jaguar that's uh, same body size, but a 24 inch scale like the Duosonic. Um, but one of the one of the manufacturers that kind of uh, took the design and shrunk it just a little bit and made it uh, more uh, ergonomic in, uh, in their design ideas was Tom Anderson with the Raven. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you're a Tom Anderson fan. Uh, we sell them at the Guitar Sanctuary. They're awesome guitars, and you can do pretty much whatever you want option-wise with them. Mm -hmm. So for offset purists, it's definitely not the super traditional Jazzmaster in form so much as um, just the way the general uh, aesthetic design to it. Um, so you can do humbuckers, P90s, combinations of, you can do a hardtail, you can do a strat style bridge. Uh, and he just released uh, a, what he considers an offset tremolo system um, that is kind of his take on the traditional Fender uh, offset tremolo, like on the Jazzmaster Jaguar. Um, Tom Anderson guitars are completely custom. They don't do a stock version of anything. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah they're, everything is completely customizable. Um, you don't have to do any specific thing. I mean, the only difference would be 
a raven superbird is an all mahogany body and mahogany neck in a Les Paul scale, 24 and three quarter. And a regular raven is um, a 25 and a half inch scale older body standard. But you can do whatever you want within those two things. It's more just a way for them to categorize based on the build style that you're going for as to what they're going to do scale length wise. And just to be clear, the original fenders, uh, like a, like the Jazzmasters, are 25 and a half. Yes. The, the Duosonics and the Mustangs and that kind of stuff were 24. Right. So, and the, so, so the Raven Superbird is kind of like an SG, yeah. and an, an offset body. Interesting. Uh, really, when it, when it comes to mahogany, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so those are awesome. Uh, they do some really cool stuff with wiring. And if you are into Andersons already and wanting to foray into something that's not as traditional, uh, really, really cool options that you have to do uh, for tones and things that you can't, well, I guess you can, but uh, it's a better way to go about it a lot of times uh, with, uh, especially with P90s or humbucker and P90 combinations. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that sounds really, really cool in a way that, you know, a Les Paul Jr. might, but it, it doesn't feel as special to me for some reason as, as when you do it in an offset. So an offset has a, a sense of uh, a sense of occasion for you, a sense of theater a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, it's, it's a non-traditional. I mean, it's, it's what was picked up by guys that didn't want to play a strap or didn't want to play a telly. So it's the anti-establishmentism sort of that you like part of it, part of the, the rebellion aspect of it a little bit. I think that for me, I mean, yes, to a degree, but it's more so the the happy accident of that anti-establishment was the community that created okay. people that love these instruments. So it's less that I'm trying to rebel against or run from an establishment and more that I'm trying to run to the community that exists. That's cool. Sure. Especially online with, with Instagram and, and a lot of the forums and things, there's so many great people out there that just love these instruments uh, in a way that you don't necessarily hear about with strats because everybody loves strats. Right. There's, there's not, it's not like you have to have a secret handshake to love strat, but with jazz masters or, or other offsets and things, there's this kind of unspoken, you got to really, really like them to want to dedicate the time and, and effort into understanding how, uh, how they work and all the different options that they have and, and things like that. If I was going to liken that to cars, because I've got a big interest in cars, it's kind of like if you're into Porsches, it's real easy to talk about the 911. Only only a select group talk about the 914 and have the enthusiasm for the 914 because it's kind of quirky. It's kind of like the the offset Porsche, so to right. speak. So that's interesting. I, that that clears that up for me because I've often wondered what the appeal is if you're not feeling particularly rebellious, but... Right to join a bunch of enthusiasts with a love for something that's quirky or unique. I can, I get that. Yeah. So the, that's why we so love you. Do well. That's why we love you. Oh, thanks. So the next one that's, uh, that's kind of in the same, uh, custom nature is the JM from Sir. Oh yeah. I like that one a lot, which is, I mean, again, Sir guitars are, phenomenal their build quality and custom options are fantastic but they do offer more of a stock option for the player that goes yeah and you know this would be cool to get into but i really don't know enough about what i want to jump into a full custom build 
you still can with Sir, but they give the you know, the JM Classic and everything that comes in humbucker configurations or P90s, string through body or strap bridge. Um, and then they have been known to do custom uh, jobs with master, uh, traditional jazz master bridges as well and, and tremolos. Um, super big thing, the tremolo, non-tremolo, and what kind of tremolo, that's a big thing in that community too, isn't yes. it? Huge. I mean, so part of what makes it special is the break angle of that that traditional Jazzmaster tremolo. Um, there's a, a, a feel, kind of a sponginess that you get with that that you don't get with other types of bridges. Um, it is a very floaty trem in general. I mean, a trem yeah, one is it's very fluid and, and doesn't require a lot of pressure. Even if you're playing a 25 and a half, uh, I found that when I played my my Jazzmasters when I've had them. Uh, it it can be a little off-putting if you're used to playing something else at first. But uh, again, if you if it's the sound that you like and it's worth putting in the time to fall in love with the instrument, it, it's hard not to. So that's that's kind of something that people have brought up before. Like, oh well, if it doesn't have that tremolo, is it really truly an offset? Even if it has the offset body design, is it really that? Well, since you have one of each behind you, I'm going to be very interested in your answer. I mean. There are things that I love about both. I love the body shape kind of above everything else. It depends on the style that I'm doing. You know, the, um, the fender that I have to my left, um, you know, I do a lot of more uh, articulate and nuanced kind of things with that because it's what I use for a lot of uh, worship and um, fill-in gigs. So it's a little more, uh, I can make it into whatever I need it to be. Okay. Whereas the um, the Balaguer to my right, which I'll go over at some point, um, is definitely more typecast and designed for a very specific purpose, which is what I play in uh, one of the bands that I play with. Um, so it's it's more well, it's a pointed instrument, not instrument in musical instrument terms. It's it's very specific as far as what I use it for okay. versus something like the the Jaguar that I have that's a little more open ended. Okay. Which is, I, I guess you're considering it to be a harder rock instrument then? Uh, it can be. Um, I mean, that's what I designed this particular one for. Um, the hardtail aspect doesn't necessarily pigeonhole you into that. But, you know, if you have a Karina body with humbuckers with a hardtail, uh, it's certainly going to lend itself more towards that style. Well, that's a Karina body. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, Karina body with uh, roasted maple fingerboard and yeah. nice. That's nice. Well, it's a beautiful guitar. I've played both of them, and they they both play very nice, but they are quite different. Yeah, and they really the the main you know comparison between the two is the fact that they are offsets. Right. But but beyond that, they're very very nuanced in their own way. Okay, so we've got Anderson and Sir as two of the top five. I'm assuming Balaguer is going to make the cut. They are. I might be saving the best for last. I see. Sorry. Didn't mean to jump ahead there. That's right. Uh, so the next one I want to talk about is a, a company called Built, B-I-L-T. Hmm. Um, and they are um, really, really cool and design offsets based on some of the less traditional fender designs. Okay. Um, so their offsets are kind of a little more wonky as far as the, you know, if you're looking at them next to a Jazzmaster, you go, well, that's, that took a design that's kind of different and made it even a little more different. Okay. And if you've ever seen any of the builds, they do kind of like Anderson, they'll do pretty much anything. 
it's really, really cool. They use a lot of the metal plating, like what's on a Jaguar, mm-hmm. um, to kind of have your control options and things like that. Um, Josh from JHS has a really, really cool, um, I believe it's a revelator that he uses in a lot of his demo videos that they built for him and his kind of signature, uh, white and red, uh, color combo. Um, but really, really cool instruments. Uh, the two that, that, uh, are the ones that I have kind of always had my eye on the, uh, the Zaftig, which is like a, it's a semi-hollow offset. Oh, do they have a trim or is it a... It's, oh, okay, nice. Which they'll, they'll do, again, pretty much whatever you want. Uh, most of them that I have seen are either uh, Mastery Tremolo uh, or uh, like a hard, like a Les Paul Hardtail uh, two-piece. And for those of you that uh, don't know about Mastery, they're pretty much what top of the rock as far as those style uh, jazz master tremolos, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're putting a Mastery on, um, you know, an offset guitar in particular it completely changes the way it sounds and plays for the better. It's night and day. I've never, you know, even people that aren't as well versed in these kind of instruments. I'll handle the guitar before I put the mastery on and they'll go, okay, cool. And then I put the mastery on, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a whole new instrument. It's, it, it's one of the most incredible things you can do to a guitar. They make pieces for other instruments or other types of guitars like tellies and, and things like that. But the, uh, the offset bridge was kind of the reason for the season because the original offset bridge was a little uh, quirky. Uh, because of the design idea, which we'll talk about in uh, in the uh, Fender exclusive uh, show, but master. So it's two sections, really, right? There's right. the tremolo section, and then there's the actual bridge with the saddles, and right. each one acts as an improvement, I assume. When I've looked at the mastery yeah. stuff, in fact, I think I've got a mastery on the paler, right? I think, mm-hmm. mastery. and uh, my lord, the it's like a Swiss watch as far as how well that's machined. It's spectacular. And it's it's so smooth. It's smoother than any other tremolo I've, I've played. Um, On an already smooth system. Yeah, right, right. It's, yeah, the system in and of itself is designed to be pretty smooth, yeah. and it just takes it to that next that next uh, tier. But uh, but you can get those on pretty much all of these I've seen, uh, except for uh, Anderson. Uh, you can get the mastery on. Uh, Anderson does their own, I think, don't they? Yeah, Anderson has their own. Okay, so that's a built is number three. So yeah, so built. Uh, check those out. Definitely, they're really really cool, and their designs are just they're neat. They're fun to look at. As someone who likes looking at guitars, and I know you're the same kind of person. What? Oh. <laughs> but uh, but check out their Instagram or, or check out their website. Uh, Be nice. Later. I foresee a problem though. Let's say you know I I ordered one right. I spec'd it all out and I got it done and I got it and I I called you and said, man, I just got a new guitar. What'd you get? Oh man, I got a custom built. Yeah, what is it? See, it's already it's confusing. How, how do you mean? A custom built. Yeah. What is it? It's a custom built. A custom built what? It's a custom build. Uh, a custom build. Oh, see, that could go on for 10 minutes. Well, you don't have subtitles turned on in your life. <laughs> yeah, otherwise I'd see the difference in If that was your first mistake, you're watching dub instead of sub. I'm sorry. My apologies. Yeah. Apologies. All right, so built number three. So we got Anderson, Sir, and built. So the fourth uh, of my favorites would be Coward Guitars. Oh, yeah. Which I know you also have somewhat of an affinity for, so I wanted to save the, <laughs> I wanted to save that one. Oh, um, the Banshee, right? Uh, they, they have a couple different that they've done over the years. Um, the Banshee is actually their, um, 
kind of Firebird-esque oh, design. So it's not technically offset then, right? Because it's got to be the waist at an angle. Right. Right. Now, my apologies so, to Mr. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. I, I understand. So what? We all have, we all have to learn. <laughs> That's why you're here. So, we'll here. So what cowers are the the offsets? So the Argonaut, the um, the Daylighter, and oh no, the Ono. I uh, no no no. I got this. I'm gonna have to look my cheat sheet. Hold all tickets. The Arcturus. Arcturus. Well, I can see where you had trouble with that. Yeah, I I knew. I was like, man, it's Arturius or something like that. Uh, a R C T U R U S. Yeah. Okay. So, cool names for cool guitars. Uh, the one that I showed you a while ago basically looks like a Gretsch. Um, oh, yeah. It's my hollow. Yeah. Uh, hard pop, but it's an offset. And um, I saw one today that had a mastery on it in, in that same design. So, they, uh, they do really, really cool designs that are still customizable, but the the whole difference between something like them and a build, built looks like you choose specs and you kind of put it together and it looks it looks a little more industrial. Okay. Like you're you're putting pieces together and it, it looks like an old, you know, modded fender. Okay. In, in the best way. Right. Like, uh, as if, you know, one of the guys from Sonic Youth got a hold of one and started just throwing things in that he thought was cool. Right. And there's a beauty in that kind of chaos with those. Cowers kind of the, the other way around. They're looking at it as a general design that it's very, very intentional. Um, all of the angles and everything are, are carefully chosen. And from the start, it's not, okay, well, I want to do, uh, you know, a daylighter, but I want to have it with, Gretsch style pickups, but not be, not have any of the rest of it, you know, be anything like that. There, there's a, a design element to Cowers that's really, really cool. And I really, really like um, Cowers kind of take on things because it feels very deliberate. Right. Line wise, which I appreciate. Man, they're so well made too. Holy cow. I mean, we're talking about some nice manufacturers, but wow. You don't see many that look completely alike hmm. like bills like they they have some that are just kind of different colors and same spec choices but the cowers usually look pretty distinctively um individualistic which is really really cool now as we're talking about these what's what kind of price points are we are we looking at what kind of ranges i mean obviously anderson and sirs those are uh, two to four thousand in general uh so yeah the uh the sirs i believe are in the two um almost three category. Okay. Uh, Ravens are, are a little north of three, typically, uh, from Anderson. And depending uh, on how custom you want to get, obviously, you can go. Right, well, for sure. Uh, Cower are in the 35-plus, 3,500-plus category. Okay. Um, Builds de completely depend on what you want to put in it, anywhere from, like, 25 to five grand. You know, okay. just wow. finish, finish and everything, obviously, is going to account okay. uh, for some of that. Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these are being built at very, very small capacities, um, and well, are sir is comparable to Anderson in price, basically. Which ones, sir? Sir, yeah, okay. yeah, they're they're pretty much uh, pretty much the same kind of ballpark. Um, the stock ones, or not stock, but uh, kind of.
origin idea of each model from Sir are a little more uh, or a little less, excuse me, than any of the custom ones by, you know, anywhere from five to a thousand dollars. Now, it's, so, it's interesting that part of the appeal, and in fact, you mentioned it, I think, at the beginning, part of the appeal of these guitars was, uh, the original Fenders was, they're inexpensive, and then when they came on the, on the used market, they were even more inexpensive, so people were more likely to, to buy a bunch of pedals would buy one of these guitars, and, and that would be their setup, and now, and now your favorite ones are actually more like less ball pricing or Stratocaster right. price, really high-end stuff, but but nonetheless, the quality of, the, you know, between a basic Fender and a Cowher is, is night and day. Oh, for sure. Which And, and that kind of brings me into uh, my absolute favorite of the offset offerings, not just because of the way that they sound and the way they play, but because of the actual uh, options you can get and the general price point that you can get it at, which yeah, is the, the Balaguer. Yeah, you have to whip out a little disclaimer, though. You know what to yeah. I am a Balaguer endorsee, which was, you know, by design because they're what I preferred to play. Right. I, could have, I could have sent emails to any number of people, but uh, Balaguer checked all the boxes for me. Honestly, the thing that attracted me to them the most was that it was all of the things that I fell in love with about offsets later in life with some of the spec choices and general build philosophies of some of the old um, tread guitars that I kind of came up playing like Ibanez and things like that. I mean, the, the first time I picked up my, my growler, which is one of like the uh, pink one behind me, uh, it was like, man, it's like having one of my old Ibanez gear that I missed to a, to a degree, but it's, it's like the adult version of what I, what I used to play, right. uh, which was really, really cool. It, it, so it marries some of that, um, uh, that modern kind of player's guitar sensibilities with the offset kind of attitude. Right. Which well, in, I played that one. It's a, it's a spectacular guitar. So they, so Balaguer offers two offsets at this point, the Growler, which is the original, which is the more traditional looking kind of jazz mastery design. And then the Espada, which is, um, you'd have to look at it to, to kind of see the differences when they're, when they're together. Uh, it has a big, you know, kind of scoop out uh, for the forearm uh, and is a little more squished. It's not quite as exaggerated in its angle. Don't use my technical jargon, man. It's what, it's what I got to do. That's when Leo Fender, he'd run into the factory. We need to squish it. Just squish it. People would just know. I, I feel like he could have people trained well enough to, to know what he was talking it's like, oh, he wants it squished. All right. That's oh man, you squished it. Oh no. <laughs> but uh it's cool. I, I um have another one of those uh in the build queue currently, one of the Espadas to do uh nice. to have kind of one the best of both worlds. But um What color did you go with? I'm just curious. Uh Lake Placid Blue Sparkle. <laughs> oh, Oh man, that hits me so hard. You know it does. One of my favorite colors in the world, and I'm such a sparkle hound. Well, that's what I call. Uh, Which, of course, that was a, this was a reveal um, um, to uh, to Jet without anyone else. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, he's, wow, that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. So I'll send you pictures later. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, so the the what I you know other than the the playability and things, if you go online uh, to their website, you can actually hop on their custom builder 
and choose all of your custom options um, for the instrument and the price points. I mean, I, I have built some pretty ridiculous things on the builder and it's visual. So you get to see it. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, I don't think I've capped past three. Wow. The, the average build that I've put together has been somewhere between 15 and 2000, wow. uh, which for the build quality and quality control, I mean, that's, again, that's part of what attracted me to them because I'm not playing my guitars in a controlled environment. A lot of times I'm on stage on the road, throwing them around I play heavy music and I'm not gentle with my instruments. So, you know, taking a $4,000 guitar out on the road, although it might be cool, I'm going to be slightly concerned that I'm going to destroy this stuff. And to have something like Belgier where it's not something that I had to sell a kidney for, but it still feels like I did. Right. Well, it doesn't, but, there's not, but there's not this mental block behind, uh, oh my gosh, you know, if something happens to it, I'm done. And quite honestly, if something happened to one of my Belgiers, in the field, as it were, the, the going back to the community aspect, the community is so cool. I'm pretty sure that I can hit up Joe and be like, please help me. <laughs> uh, you know, there's, I've had a terrible accident and I need your help. Well, uh, I played that one and, if, and I didn't know how much it cost. And if you had told me, you know, this thing was 4,700 bucks, I'd be like, okay, it feels great. You know, it's great sound. Nothing wrong with that. So not that I'm telling him to raise his prices, but yeah. it, it in no way felt compromised. It was a great instrument in, in all respects. Right. But so they, uh, for the uh, traditionalists, they actually just added Jazzmaster pickups to the options. That was the, the one thing as a, as a lover of traditional offsets uh, I'd been kind of waiting for with bated breath. You could do P90s and, and things like that, but um having actual jazz master pickups on there now is cool. I've been, I've spent way too much time just building things just for the, for the, uh, the sake of, uh, future gas and, and things like that. So the actual size, are they humbucker size or are they full size? I don't know. They're actually full size oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, option wise. There's something cool about the, having those big flat pickups under there. I don't know what mm -hmm. it is, but it's just something about it. It's like when you get a, a three pickup Les Paul, you know, a black one with, with the three humbuckers lined up. And it's like, I don't know if I really want to play it, but God, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool looking. And I, the Jazzmaster pickups are, they're just, it's got an attraction. Maybe it's the bigger size body. You know, they seem in scale with it somehow. I don't know. I really they like do. it. And I mean, it's the, the whole design behind the original Jazzmaster pickup is it's like a strap pickup is, is deep and the windings go, you know, up and down. Whereas a Jazzmaster pickup is flat and the windings go out away from the pole pieces as opposed to up and down. Interesting. Um, so the, the gain structure and, and its general kind of airiness and, and feel is completely different than like a strap pickup or, or another kind of single coil. And it's not really a P90 either because P90 is one big magnet. So it's kind of a cross between the two um, that creates this really interesting sound that's what originally attracted me to those from Strats and Tellies. It's got a, a big bottom warmth to it, but yet it's still got a lot of that crystalline high stuff and the glassiness. It's a, it's a sweet combination. For sure. I mean, I, I love having uh, a humbucker in the bridge and most of my ones that I have designed are typically a humbucker in the bridge and a P90 in the neck or a humbucker in the bridge and a Jazzmaster pickup in the neck or a Tele pickup in the neck. You know, so that's the neck is where I get my, my kicks for the, uh, the different complex tones 
and the the bridge is almost always a humbucker for my personal um, choices and things. But I know that that would that would upset a lot of theorists. <laughs> but you know, it's it's just what I found works for me. And and again, that's part of why I like the Valgator so much is because it's just a it's a regular option that you can do without any real redesign or, or uh, grief from their side of things. They just go, okay, that's what you want. Cool. Let's do it. All right. So, so Trey's top five offsets, because I know we, we promised we'd make this a short one. Yes. Trey's top five offsets in reverse order are Anderson, yep. Sir, Built, Cower, and Top of the Rock, Balaguer. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed hearing uh, Trey Wax philosophical about his love for offsets. And, uh, and next time, let's do a longer episode where we talk about the history of uh, the fenders and where they started from. And then uh, some of the other ones that are out there, like we've touched on a little bit, the Paler and the Fanos and, and some of the other ones out there, too. For sure. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Gear and Gigs. I'm Jed Stone. And I'm Trey. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Gear and Gigs. Please take a moment to like and subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, YouTube. Until next time, this is Jet Stone saying, take it easy. Take it easy.